0: Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, the podcast that inspires you to go forward and build the life that you want to live. How? By taking control of your mind and your mindset. Uh, I'll never tell you how to live, how to act, what to think, how to eat. Now, this has proven tough to not use that kind of rhetoric, but I, I have to tell you that I don't ever want to be seen as a, some kind of guru. Anything that I'm speaking about in this show is completely my experience and my understanding. If I'm using terms saying you should or you should or you shouldn't or you you would, um, take it with a grain of salt and realize that in some sense I'm talking to myself. I'm trying to share insights, make sense of things that have happened uh, in the hopes that if you have actively come to this show uh in search of a better life for yourself, which is possible. If you've come here, I have to communicate it somehow, (laughs) but always filter my experiences through your own lens. In this episode, I wanted to follow up on two points uh, that we came across in our discussion with charity. Um, Charity by her own, uh, you know, definition is blind and brain injured and yet lives life to the fullest. And you can check out that episode uh, here on YouTube or else uh, the audio version is available on all platforms. The first sort of thing that I thought stuck out from our conversation that will push the show forward was the idea of living your values. Now, we could go in a million different directions, but I, I would much rather... Let you know my thought process briefly and then give you something to take home. And again, when I say give you something to take home, it's something that I took home that, again, if you're looking to improve things, maybe you could take it home too. Take it home, take it to your own home, do it your own way. So talking to Charity, you know, as someone who is disabled, she is a, she's become a big advocate for um, social change and for advocacy, for awareness, for visibility, uh, for disabled people. And that's a big part of her life. Uh, she uses her strengths, her, uh, you know, her attractiveness, her, her outgoingness, um, her, her, her outspokenness to, to build a platform, uh, multiple platforms and uh, to build a fan base, a community where she can, you know, she can provide, um, she can provide one thing, you know, that is by her own, um, admission, um, something that attracts, uh, viewers to her physically, um, you know, because they're intrigued by her look and by the content she um, creates. But in that community, once they've, again, come for one thing, uh, they learn a lesson, let's say. They they, they come to find out that, um, you know, I came for a hot chick, but here's here's this blindness advocate. And now I have to think twice about, well, what does it mean to be disabled in an enabled world? Um, how can I, um, how would I treat a blind person if I saw them? These sort of big questions that if they're not happening to us in daily life, um, we don't, we don't confront them. Um, so I think that's very interesting the way in which charity uses her strengths to build a community and then to get her message out there. And, you know, she, she said specifically that she chooses to do it that way rather than like consult for a corporation or, or, um, uh, you know, offer some kind of, do some kind of speaking services where a company can hire her to, to you know, explain to their employees or train the employees how to um, how to go about interacting with disabled people. And she mentioned that that would feel performative, you know, and there, because there's a certain amount of, like, virtue signaling or, or clout seeking that goes on there. Um, the other sort of performative nature of that sort of activism, we both agreed, was... Um, would be something like call out culture or, you know, and she's not above calling people out, but she knows that, put it this way, she knows that bashing people over and over, repeatedly shaming or or embarrassing people when they don't, or when they do act a certain way or don't act a certain way, largely out of ignorance, um, it just doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not the kind of uh, productive social change we'd like to see. So, you know, she's identified behaviors that she finds performative and, and less, less likely to be constructive. And she's chosen to put those aside and to live her life on a, on a set of values, you know, being outspoken, um, building a community and, and educating and raising awareness positively, um, and using her strengths to, to rally people around her and then spread that message. So, you know, I, I would say the the key takeaway here for me is that no matter no matter what goes on in her life, no matter uh what people say or think when they listen to her message, you know, she's still blind, right? People can say, "Well, you're using your blindness uh like a soapbox," or, you know, "You're not as blind as you say you are." These are all things that she that she said herself. Um are you really blind? Uh, you're too pretty to be blind. All these sorts of things, and yet the blindness exists regardless of what others say. So I think that's a really apt sort of way to kick off um, how I would think about looking for your own values. You know, so if if you're if you're looking to build a better life, it's it's it would be perhaps useful to think about what it is that you stand for in the face of any amount of social pressure. And now you may say, well. It really doesn't matter what other people think, and I was uh, of that mindset as well. And I, I do think that it, it does actually matter what other people think about you. Uh, it's how you weight those opinions um, and how you use them, in fact, as metrics to to build your own identity. Right? Like, of course, what somebody on the street says to you passing by who doesn't even know you—that means very little. However if they tell you they, you got shit on your face, you may have shit on your face. Um, now, if there's someone who knows you deeply and you have a long conversation and they give you an opinion of of you based on your relationship with them, don't you think that's worth something? But the point I want to make here is that your values and what you stand for, they hold up in the face of any opinion of you, anybody's uh Anybody's beliefs about you are second to these. What are the behaviors, the beliefs, and the fundamental things that you believe in? Okay, what are behaviors and beliefs? What are the fundamental beliefs that you hold that would not sway in the face of any external influence? Those are where your values are. Now, I would... I did this years ago, and, I, and this is now a challenge to me to go back and revisit these things. List those values. You know, I'm not going to belabor all of mine. I'm not going to bore you. Perhaps I will over the course of this show. You know, ironically, self control for me is one of them. Right? Like we have a lot of desires and a lot of habits that often aren't productive. Um, managing those and keeping them to a minimum for one—that's one for me. Honesty is one. You know, I really do believe that the truth. Will set you free, and as much as it hurts sometimes to tell the truth, uh, malleability is one for me. That means, you know, being flexible, essentially, being able to shift, being able to change, given the circumstances, and not not uh, have a hard, you know, not have a hard time letting go of uh, of one situation and, and bouncing to the next one. Uh, consistency, you know, I I struggled with even getting this particular episode off the ground because I felt like I was bsing a little bit, but I said that I would do it. Uh, and so I'm doing it, and uh, I, I hope that I hope that you can uh, take a little something from it as well. But consistency is is another value that, you know, in the face of somebody telling me, well, you don't you don't always have to do that kind of thing. What do you what do you got to do that for every day? You have to exercise every day. You have to fast every day. You know, you have to abstain for from drinking for months at a time. Uh, personally, I've quit marijuana use. Uh, cold, not quite cold turkey, but completely for the last two and a half years. And some might say, well, what's one joint? You know, to me, to me standing on some form of bedrock, right? When, when we as a person are imperfect, when the social climate around us is swirling and changing and when others around us, uh, you know, of course are going to offer their opinions and their advice and their opportunities, You have to stand on some kind of bedrock and those are your values. And so I would say if you're looking uh, for a way to construct your values, um, think about what are the things about you that would not change despite any form of external pressure. Uh, Another way to think about those values might be, and I I wrote this down, uh, well, almost three years ago. I have it on the bulletin board here, but it's wherever I have failed, these values were not adhered to. Now, I, I think since then I've grown to the point of trying to see anything that maybe could be construed as a failure, um, not as a negative, right? Like, I mean, c- certain things are complete failures and negative experiences. There's no way around that. But um, perhaps we could look at a lot of so-called failures as learning learning, uh, opportunities or invitations to grow invitations to do better next time. But let's put it this way in the wake of a failure or in the wake of something, not going the way you thought it would, or uh, a goal, not being fully achieved, you know, a, a hope, a desire, a dream, not being fully realized in time. What did you not give to yourself? You know, how did you let yourself down? I, I think you find, I think you'd find that if there's something that doesn't seem to be working or it didn't work out and it's passed you by, where did you let yourself down? What did you not give yourself? So to kind of close this out, I'll just recap those two ideas. If you're looking uh, to maybe get a better sense of who you are, and I, I should say, of course, that you know damn well who you are, And I would say that there's a lot more inside you than you're aware of. At least that's what I've come to find in the last few months. Almost everything you need is within you. And you can be the source of a lot of growth and knowledge for yourself. If you're looking to sort of improve things in one way or another in your life, think about your values. Think about what you stand for. What are the things that would not change? What are the things... That you would not let go of despite any amount of external pressure and i'll be the first to say that i've shown cowardice in my life but it it, it feels good and it's a strengthening uh, process when you can find those things that you stand on and say no 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 i will not partake in the gossip i will not fall back into vices i said i would be here at this time and this date so i'll be there whatever that looks like to you and secondly in the wake of failure or in the uh, muck and mire of ongoing struggle, what is it that you need from yourself that you're not getting? And in there, I think you'll find your values. Now, the second part of uh, the conversation I had with charity, the second sort of illuminating, or yeah, illuminating talking point was this idea of identity. And I guess, well, what I said to her, I really just kind of lobbed a pretty loopy screwball of a question at her and she didn't understand at first, which is fair. And then we we kind of worked it out and she had a, a great answer, I thought. But I would begin by saying when it comes to identity, um, it seems to me that we're in a, in a time now when external influence is all too happy to prescribe to us an identity, right? Like there's a school of thought that has to do with group identity and of course it's in some ways it's impossible to not base your identity on your belonging to a group right gender age ethnicity sexual preference for whatever reason you want to make that the core of your identity it's hard, it's hard not to. And then of course you go to get a driver's license. You can't, there's a couple groups you sort of have to fall into, (laughs) right? But are they groups or are they, are they simply just metrics, right? Personal metrics. I'm leery of that sort of group identity that says, you know, you are part of this group and therefore, uh, therefore these are the struggles that you have. Now, no doubt, no doubt there are groups of people that have been oppressed by other groups of people. I'm not here to make some kind of ideological argument. And in fact, this show is really hoping to get away from ideological argument, um, except when it, insofar as it can affect the individual's growth, let's say my growth, and then turning that around to, to at least share that. And if you're questioning your own growth, one place to look would be uh, what groups do you feel like you belong to rightly or wrongly? I'm especially leery of that sort of, let's say, woke or or socially, socially just um, group identity creation because it seems to it seems to um, rank people based on the groups and it ascribes to the individual each individual the problems of a group that they may themselves not have. But don't want to get too far down that road. I thought Charity's answer here was great. She said, you know, my blindness is my identity. I make it about my brand. I I talk about it. My blindness forms a part of my identity, period. How could it not? But it's also so complete, right? So immutable. So I, I cannot turn it off that in some way it's not a part of my identity. I don't have to make it a part of my identity because there are times when I simply don't think about it. I think this kind of highlights for us something that's very freeing. Uh, you can choose to base your identity on immutable characteristics and immutable being unchangeable so things like gender age ethnicity those are largely unchanging and you can ascribe those you can ascribe to those uh, you can ascribe those to your identity and how you look at yourself now in my case i find quite often i think about well, what does it mean to be a man but i don't often think about what it means to be quote unquote white so i would say i would say that it's freeing to realize that you yourself can create your identity and if if there's a certain amount of victimization or oppression or you know being lesser than that comes with a certain part of your identity you don't have to ascribe to it you really don't now you may lose some friends you may lose some clout uh, but I think you would find yourself in the process. So, because Charity's blindness, her disability is so all-consuming. It's not, pre- and it's not performative. And despite what others may say about it, she lives her life to the fullest, in spite of that disability. So this is what I would advocate to you then, and this is what has changed my life somewhat recently. You don't have to view yourself in a relational way. Okay? What I mean by that is you don't have to view yourself as being a construct, as being a word, as being part of a group, as being anything. Because you can think about being, you can think about a word as being a fixed point. Whereas if you come to see yourself rather than a being as a becoming, you see yourself not as a being, but as a becoming. We use language and we, especially our ego loves to put words to things, to separate things, to see things as different items, including ourselves. But if we too rigidly strap ourselves with, with words, with language, with I'm this, then suddenly we've, we've lost our agency. We've, we've taken what we are and we've put it into this word. And that, I think, can really, really hinder our growth. So one thing I've started to do is, is look into this idea of ego dissolution. And I'm not going to speak on it too much now, but in the future I, I hope to learn more about it. But the ego wants to know what it is. And it wants to believe that it, it is something in the moment. And it wants to know for sure that it's going to be something in the future and be okay. But if we see, if we see life as a series of fixed points and a path that we need to be on, we, we lose, I think, what it, what it means to really be alive, like a, a, to be a living, breathing human. And that is the process of becoming. Constant evolution, constant growth, constant flow from one moment to the next no word can put that into into existence no word can put that succinctly enough to define what it is at some point we have to give we have to give up a certain amount of ego and a certain amount of what am i who am i and just see myself as a process see myself as a becoming i suppose that in the bigger picture, if you're defined by a fixed point, your growth is sort of supplanted to the next point. Well, my, I'll have grown when I'm when I'm there. In fact, you're growing constantly. You're becoming constantly. So if that hasn't confused you, <laughs> I thank you for listening. And we're going to talk more about this. But if I could really give you one thing more to take home, it's just We really can get trapped in in languages and constructs. We see ourselves through language. Our ego sees itself based on not being that, right? Negation. Uh, peace of mind, I think, can be found if we seek to see ourselves as an ongoing, flowing process. Now, of course, you can still choose to be a tall white man or a short black woman. <laughs> all of these all of these things that you choose to see yourself as, I would never tell you otherwise. But if you find that you're struggling with um, self-love, a lack of self-love, a lack of self-confidence, it could be that you're ascribing to a way of living, or um, categorizing yourself as a, as a fixed, immovable rigid categorization and sometimes it's okay just to say that my identity I have no real identity beyond me and I'm becoming and I'm searching for my values I'm not going down a path I'm not going somewhere but I am a path everything is within me and it's unfolding so I (laughs) I think going forward, I'll be a bit more direct with some of these episodes and give you some real concrete tips to take home. But I hope you did get something out of uh, some of this rambling. Just to recap, um, finding your values: Um, what is it that would not change despite any amount of external pressure? Given that external influence is important in 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 shaping our identity, but it's how we weight these things and and. Further to that, if you are failing or if you have failed or if you struggled, what is it that you need from yourself that you're not getting it? And in there, you'll find your values. Now, quite related to that is this idea of identity. And I would say simply that your identity is completely your responsibility. And quite often, the ego will have us believing we are one thing or we, we feel a An adherence to a group for safety, for belonging, for purpose. If you're looking to free yourself from that sort of thinking and improve, I would say, your your self-confidence, your self-love, understand that you are simply a becoming. You are not a fixed point. You are not a growing flower, but you are the path. You are everything unfolding. We are the universe realizing itself, as woo-woo as that sounds. There's a lot more to you than the words you choose to describe yourself. So perhaps you may want to think about meditation. You may want to think about journaling as ways to get to know yourself on a deeper level. And those are things that I'm planning to talk about as we go forward on this show. So thank you for taking the time for watching. Um, We've got part two of my conversation uh, with Blind Charity coming up uh, on, it'll be Sunday. I'll release that. And, uh, we're doing some audio only episodes as well. So you can check that out on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your, your podcasts. And, uh, we'll, we'll keep going with regular video episodes as well here on the YouTube. Um, again, thank you for listening in the meantime, until I see you again, remember that better is possible.